You are listening to Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. Expand your mind and keep it love. It's great to be back. This is episode 147 and I'm your host, Miguel. You know, I just took down some notes of what I want to cover on this episode and what I put on the top of the sheet of the paper was uh, a role model, mentor, archetype, hero, rite of passage. So you know that leads right into called Young. Young was an amazing uh, psychologist. He was born in Swiss. He was born uh, in 1875 till and lived till 1961. He's known for being, as a matter of fact, as time pro- pro- progresses forward, he's known as really being, you know, the cutting edge dude as far as breaking down the psyche of the human being and what makes us tick. As opposed to like just being deconstructionist, reductionist, you know, where everything is repression, you know, like a Freud, he gets into let go with repression, and you know, it's that simple. Put a label on it, stick it in a box, and put it on the shelf. No. Jung integrated everything because one of his main strengths that Jung had was he always wanted to incorporate or integrate the personal unconscious with the collective unconscious. And that concept of the collective unconscious is something that Jung came up with as far as going beyond what an individual person is dealing with, belief system-wise, learning-wise, sacrifice-wise, but that there's something deeper that we all share together. And when I say share, like, 100%. Like, you know, different archetypes, like the hero archetype and such. So, what Jung believed was you had to do what's called become uh, an individuated person. Or be yourself, and what that means is to integrate your your personal unconscious with the collective unconscious, where there's complete balance, where you're in harmony and tune with your surroundings and nature around you, right? And it it with you and you with it, and that's what he called the individuation process. And this had to be developed on an individual per, uh, process, you know. You don't just go out and buy a can of, you know, valor and, you know, two liters of strength and a quart of character, you know. You, you have to develop these things, and these are very individual uh, achievements that one has to go after. So, Jung was very aware of this in his writings, in his teachings, in his thought processes. Again, I don't go ultra deep on any one given philosopher like Nietzsche or whatever. I, I'm, I, if I did, I would take be more into the Eastern philosophies, the Taoism, the Buddhism and such, which I constantly find myself, you know, going around on all of the different philosophies, but the one thing that is great about like I said, Jung, is that he by expanding his scope from just, you know, the dry textbooks in front of him into you know, cultures teachings that have already been put down in history and such and so he was open to that which shows a lot about the way he thinks about life and how what he allows into his thought processes to come to his own conclusions so he's an open-minded guy you know and it's reflected in his teachings so i'm a huge fan of of jung okay so like i was saying he you know to to get your phrase is clear psyche is who you are as a total person 
you know, your individual person, subconscious, conscious, and everything like that, or it could be better put uh, simply as the mind, okay? So, like I said, it's broken down to the uh, consciousness is the personal unconsciousness and the collective unconsciousness. And then you have your ego, you know, your super ego, your id. So, and of those, the more important one is your actual ego because it's the gatekeeper. It is the one that's going to trigger you when you're in the supermarket or when you're, when you're trying to get something ser seriously done, it's going to trip you up or make you say the wrong thing at the wrong time. It's a gatekeeper. Okay, it, and it wants to run the show. You have to keep it in check. Not saying all ego's bad. You know, there's good elements to it like all things, but you have to put a governor on it. You have to, you know, monitor it and measure it, calibrate it, and make sure that it's in tune and running in sync with everything else you have going on with you. A little, little ego's actually good for you. You know, just don't go crazy with it. So... You know, the main archetypes that Jung did expose were the mother, birth, death, rebirth, power, the hero, child. And he also, Jung also got into something that I did a couple episodes back on the shadow and how people project their shadow if they don't deal with it and integrate it within them, their shadow, then they project it onto other people, which is kind of kind of deep. I was on YouTube and I was watching Jung get interviewed. And the interviewer said to John, you know, so, you know, after all of this conversation and all of this learning, he was a much older man at that point, I guess. He looked like he was close to 90 or something, Jung did. He said, uh, the interviewer asked Jung, well, do you believe in the existence, you know, do you believe in God? And Jung looked at him and laughed and really paused and said, no, I don't believe in him because that's not something that you would phrase in that way of believing. He goes, I, I know, he goes, I know there's a God. And he just gave that smile. If you if you want to get into like some deep writings, I recommend Nietzsche and uh, specifically a book called Thus, Thus Spoke Zarathustra. Even if you're not going to read through the whole thing, you can throw it up on YouTube, listen to it. Especially the first 10 epilogues of Thus Spoke Zarathustra, which I actually did a reading of maybe three or four months back. I read the first 10 epilogues, which is real deep stuff. Uh, again, young, young is, is, is deep, and it's good to have that lens on, on life, you know, to be able to utilize as far as in your day-to-day, -day, um, in your day-to-day -day existence and the, the challenges that you're facing, to be able to know what lens to choose or to adapt to a different situation or something that's going on. So it's very important, like I call it my toolbox, to make sure that you have everything that you know, you have your little... You know, your little philosophy corner, you have your little woodworking shed back there, you have your little financial guy giving you advice, you have your little, you know, gym rat, you know, telling you you got to get up and do a few more laps. So it's important to have all of these different things in balance so that your operating system is running as tr true and pure as possible. The big issue right now is that people, and I wanted to say this earlier, is that when people make evaluations of life and they're living and everything like that, what they do is they hold it within the context of their own thinking, what they see in front of them, and they deem it as good, and that's what it is, and they exclude everything else out, and you cannot do that. You know, you have to examine it in a realistic, holistic way, where the way you actually are and not the way you want to be perceived, or, you know, like I always say in life, there's two things, two different things, is what you want and what's necessary, and then that always the same. So that's the approach that you really need to take when it comes to, uh, 
you know, disciplining of the mind. You can't, you know, you can't be a person that's given this jewel, this gem of a mind, of a brain, you know, the capacity to read and write and communicate and just take, leave it for granted, like, you know, just while you sit away watching, uh, these housewife shows or Dumb and Louise or some shit on TV and just wither away. You can't, I mean, if you're going to sit down and watch a comedy, something fine, but you have to really delve down into that psyche and, and whether if you're into psychology, sociology, which sociology I think is bullshit, craftsmanship, you know, you want to have a fast car, whatever the case may be, that you make this a devotion of your own where you're going to pursue these different things to, you know, just have gratitude for what you, the gift that you've been given of consciousness and of having a good functioning brain to be able to make these, uh, hobbies, these studies, and these different things that you get into, so it's really important to keep that in mind, right, to, to study people like Jung and, and different kind of psychologists, so in essence what I'm trying to get at is people, what they do is they're limiting themselves and they need to expand themselves by learning from great minds, of course, you know, some of these great minds you'll read some of their work and you'll just get an epiphany right on the spot like oh my god I never th thought about it in that way so normally I don't like to get in into negative or you know fake news or dark news or stuff that's unpleasant you know I'll talk reality but I don't like to what they call fear porn but I'll talk a little bit about what, what's going on right now too you know I'm kind of tired of this whole lockdown where you can't do anything recently like last week they opened the parks here so I took my dog to the park, which was great. It was great to be outside and walk around and just get feel the trees around you and feel nature around you. It was great. Walk around the lake. But, you know, p people are really tired of this shutting and we just want to get back to normal. You know, like I said, a lot of families have been shattered and it's time to put that stuff away and let's move forward and get, you know, get the country moving in the right direction and working and, you know, feeding feeding the hungry and clothing, you know, those that need it, and all that stuff, you know, work together instead of, I don't know what it is that we have going on right now, the only companies that seem to be making money are Lowe's and Popeye's Chicken and, and uh, all of these big commercials, Panera's, you know, they're, they're doing fine, but everybody else is crushed, you know, you want to get a sandwich, you have to, you know, wait online outside behind a square box and, you know, put your little, you know, chip box in the, in the, the little clear plastic folder, and, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. You know, you, you, you're not even dealing with people anymore. You're dealing with uh, a lot of plexiglass and, you know, just, uh, I don't know, just a lot of separation. The main thing is, in all things, is you want to get down to the truth and see what's going on because you have uh, all of these different extremes going on where, you know, you have one person, they believe everything they see on CNN, you get another person that, you know, they will literally go 100% against what they see in CNN, which I kind of find myself in that position sometimes. If you watch CNN, you'll know what I mean. But you have to seek balance in this and find truth, you know, dig through and listen to different speakers. Uh, I know that there's one uh, guy that I'm listening to right now, but Butar, I think his name is, B-U-T-A-R, I believe it is. He's kind of vocal, outspoken, but he brings a lot of truth. And you got Dale Bigtree, and then you have uh, that documentary Plandemic. I forget the woman's name. Let me let me get her name. Judy Judy Mikovich, Plandemic. I think it's about 26 minutes, and it's a must watch. You, you got to share that with everybody. 
um, I could see why people will disagree agree and disagree or whatever because you can prove any point you want especially in, in film but pl pay close attention to the words that are being spoken in that documentary and the direction this country is going it's one thing to you know hey I believe in the left I believe in the right but see really where your position in life is and what you see happening in front of you and that's going to tell you not you know not this perception that you want to see but the reality of what you're in right now and the reality that we're in right now is a real serious time because they still haven't released this uh this lockdown I think they're doing it slowly and I think a lot of areas are getting tired of it. I'm in, in the metro New York area, so it impacts us a lot over here. So, TBD, man, to be determined to see what happens from here on out. And uh, hopefully everything works out for the better and we just get back to normal as people start to rebuild, you know. I don't want to be a downer on this this episode, so. Uh, but it's important to look into these issues, you know, and to talk about it. There was a writer that was heavily influenced by Carl Jung, and that's a, a writer by the name of Joseph Campbell, and uh, one of the first kind of deep books that I've ever read, I was probably 17, I think, and the book was called Masks of God, this is probably like in 1977, Masks of, Masks of God, and he he was a prolific writer, I mean, he really, you know, I saw an interview with Bill Moyers on Channel 13 Public Television, where they were talking, and I right away ran it. It was like a one week. Uh, it was the whole week that he was speaking with Campbell. So I re immediately ran out and got the book and started reading it. And, you know, I was kind of young, so I was informative years. But it hit me like a sledgehammer, you know, what I was reading and what I was understanding to see how different cultures handle, even rite of passage and just different things like that. You know, we put a different wrapping on it but it all ends up being the same thing in its, its existence and it's the collective you know the collective unconscious that we all share and w it looks like we're becoming more and more aware of that collective unconscious today um if if you get into some of my old episodes i get into that um kind of in depth but yeah you could just see it all over the internet you know morphic resonance which is kind of similar which objects actually have you know, <coughs> energy paths and stuff like that, which I don't want to get into the crystals. That, that for me, the p crystals is pushing it. Don't be wearing them crystals. Bullshit. But, yeah, it, it's important to, to stay on top of, uh, of all of your readings and, and, and your belief systems and how you come about to your conclusions and such. Here's a quote I just came across, uh, again, on YouTube. I've been spending a lot of time, on too much time on YouTube. And uh, the quote is, goes like this. The foremost reason that happiness is so hard to achieve is that the universe was not designed with the comfort of human beings in mind. Check that shit out. You know, people, they, they feel like it's a birthright that, you know, we're supposed to, you know, we're born and we're happy and, you know, we have 3.2 cars and 5.6 kids and such. But it doesn't really work out that way because the universe was he is here for its purpose, you know, which is to s sustain life and do the things that universes do but not w one phrase in there or one time has it ever said that the universe was put in and make us happy that's something that we have to achieve and and even this happiness thing you know like are we supposed to run, run around like bliss bunnies every minute i'm super happy and everything like that you know there's a little gray in life too so you have to be observant of that 
It's funny that now that I'm looking at this individuation process and I'm looking at Ubermensch, it kind of cross-pollinates for me because, you know, when Nietzsche was talking, thus spoke Zarathustra, he was getting into that whole aspect of, you know, what is man? Man is a bridge, right? So in other words, something that extends beyond. And that would be the Ubermensch, you know, the overman, you know, and when I'm looking at the individuation process, I see it not in the sense of being over or more than something else, but that this is his crowning achievement, in other words, for Young, is to, is to achieve that state of individuation, just like for, for Nietzsche, it would be Ubermensch, you know, so there's a real tie-in right there as far as, you know, being, you know, what I read back in my earlier days it was a book I had they kept they kept I think it was the writer was named Minkus Chinese which was his colleague of Confucius but there was a phrase they used man at his best which kind of stuck with me from a young age you know to to be the max of myself but yeah I see a real tie between um, the Ubermensch and the individuation process of Jung you know I'm going to do a little bit more research into that it's an inter- interesting point. Kind of all over the place here. But if you just stop and look at the archetypes archetypes that uh, John gets into, like like I said, he gets into birth and death and mother, rebirth, uh, you know, power, and the hero child, uh, different aspects. And, and not that it's an archetype, but also on the shadow itself, which is a whole separate subject. Like I said, I did a podcast on... He taps on like some of the most critical things that affect our day-to-day lives, you know, who we are as people and how we integrate with one another because you have to be able to have that integration with yourself and have your thinking and your psyche and everything. I'm not, I don't want to use the word pure, but have it relatively clear and understandable for you so that you can then proceed to integrate with other people. If you're not integrated with yourself, that's that's not the right approach. I mean, yeah, there's going to be times where you're out of harmony or discord or something like that, but you, this is something that we need to s- constantly strive for and seek, you know, to understand what, why we think what we think and how and wh- what's happening within us and what's happening in, in our immediate environment and how, how can we interact between the two. I mean, these are just things that are go without saying. So it's very important to, to to pick, you know, like I said, I was talking before about Carlos Castaneda, how he, you know, made a big influence on me because it's in the toolbox. It's in the toolbox. There's going to be different times. You'll need, uh, you'll be in a different situation and you'll, might need, um, let's say, the Bahivagito. You might need the Upanishads, you know, or or Zen in the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, you know, where you have to say, fuck it, just let shit go. And that's, that's, the simplest way of looking at it, because like it says with Occam's Razor, the simplest solution is always the best, which I do agree with, those old thinkers, so we're coming up on 20 minutes, you know, I, I put out an episode last week, I think I put out two songs and I spoke for five minutes, so yeah, I, I figured I should put something else on, you know, to, uh, to kind of put my thoughts where I'm at right now today so yeah I want to really thank you for listening and namaste
Welcome to the Alpha Male Buddhist from Brooklyn podcast. I'm your host, Miguel. I like to cover topics from ancient history, great leaders and generals from the past, and I also like to talk about self-realization, truth, critical thinking, and strategic spirituality. Outside the box, nonconformist. I'm here to shatter the myths of the mainstream media and the beta sheeple narrative. My email address is alphamalebuddhist at gmail.com. My website is alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com. My Instagram is alphamalebuddhist. And check out my YouTube channel, Alpha Male Buddhist, and that's on YouTube. It is the podcast accompanied with video clips that integrate exactly with the podcast, so it's motivational and inspirational. I also have promotional t-shirts. If you go to my website, alphamalebuddhist.podbean.com, you can see the promotional t-shirts there. Reach out to me. Also, if you have any show notes or any suggestions that you would like to hear on the podcast, just reach out and see if I can get that done. I've been getting some really great emails and feedback from my listeners, which is great. So I want to thank you for listening and namaste.